We all have paradigms and roadblocks that prevent us from excelling, and they can be real or imagined. Welcome to Beyond Bricks, a podcast that will give you the ability to break through those walls. Here's Dr. Nathan Unruh. Hello, everyone. I am here with a good friend of mine, Chad Hatch, and I'm excited for this interview with him. Chad and I have become friends for many years. Chad and I have lots and lots of laughs together and mostly laughs about all of our mistakes that we've made in the world of business, raising kids and everything else that we've done. But Chad's got a really unique story that I want you to hear. And when we're talking about leadership, has got some great wisdom that he's going to impart on us today. So let's just start with your story. Sure. So uh, born and raised in Bridgewater, um, just west of here. Um, went to uh, the University of South Dakota on a, uh, a, a studying finance and accounting. Actually, just studying accounting. Went to the B school. Uh, decided on accounting because it was the hardest degree in the B school, which I didn't really check and see what accounting was all about, but uh, ended up learning the, the, uh, the, uh, the language of business, which has been very helpful. Um, I am really cheap. I've, I've been uh, watching my piggy bank my entire life, and so I didn't want to spend any of that, so I decided to sign up for an ROTC scholarship. So I had a three-year full ride, um, and so I did a three-year uh, deal ROTC scholarship at USD, that means I was uh, basically in the Army starting a sophomore in college, um, which I had not done any research, which you'll hear about some of my later stuff, is sometimes I don't do very much research. I I end up just taking big risks and Mm -hmm. jumping in both hands, both feet. Um, So I went to University of South Dakota, graduated there in 92, uh, requested active duty, got active duty. Uh, my colonel put me number one air order a merit list uh, wow. and decided to uh, send me active duty. So it was the best thing that ever happened to me, honestly, from a leadership standpoint, because you have to sink or swim as a second lieutenant. Mm-hmm. Um, so I did four years active as a tank platoon leader, uh, two years as a, uh, a logistics platoon leader. And uh, as a 23-year-old 23, 23 butter bar, uh, you, learn, <laughs> yeah. you learn real quick that you don't know anything. Mm-hmm. And so you have, you know, seven or uh, 15 guys working for you in a, a tank platoon. Um, and you end up having to rely on guys that are 35 years old that have been in the Army for 15 years. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of the things that you learned in, in leadership school was they will respect uh, your rank, but they don't have to respect you. Mm. So you had to, I had to learn real quick how to basically, you're, the buck stopped with me in my decisions but I had to get collaborative uh, information from the sergeants and things like that underneath me. Anyway, so uh, a lot of my leadership styles actually come from come from the four years in the Army. Mm-hmm. Um, so I did the four years there, got out of school, um, ended up taking a job with a CPA firm in Colorado Springs. It was the old Deloitte and Touche office. Um, got put on an audit, played poker with the president. Uh, the president hired me to come back to Sioux Falls uh, to start a... Uh, or to, we were, they were buying here on university, ended up being Colorado Tech University. I was the business manager there for about 15 months, mm-hmm. decided that I wasn't a higher ed guy. Um, I decided to go into uh, um, another big risk. I, I decided to be a stockbroker. Um, <laughs> I day traded my account for a year mm-hmm. and about $100,000 worth of options and uh, broke even for the whole year. Mm-hmm. So I ended up stopping doing that. 
uh, started over. So that was seven years out of college mm -hmm. um, and went back into public accounting with RSM. So I was there for uh, two years and I decided I just got to get a job. I got to get some experience. And that was one of the biggest life lessons for me was have some experience and have a technical aspect to what you can bring to the table. Mm -hmm. You have to have a skill set. Mm -hmm. um, so anyway, I was at RSM for two years, got my CPA license, and uh, then interviewed with uh, Bluestem Capital. Mm -hmm. Paul Schock, my current partner, hired me. Um, and at the time, it was Steve Kirby and Paul Schock. Um, so I worked there for four years, and that's when I learned private equity. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, I, I had guys coming and asking me questions about valuation when I was there for about a year. And uh, I had no idea how to value a company. And I mm -hmm. thought I did. But, yeah. you know, when somebody asked me a question, I'm like, ooh, maybe I don't know anything. So right. uh, I did that for four years. And then uh, Gordon Ullman hired me to be uh, the CFO of a company that he wanted to take public, U.S. Bioenergy. Um, so ended up, um, that was a crazy time. I learned so much about myself and how to build companies. Um, we took a company from inception through a public offering and bought six companies wow. in 23 months. And we did a $165 million IPO. Wow. Um, so I wasn't, uh, to be fair, I wasn't the CFO when we ended up going public. I fired myself just before we filed the S1, mostly because I don't know how to be a public company CFO. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm not a great public speaker for you know being on conference calls and things <laughs> like that as well. So, um, so did that. Ended up uh, staying on with the company after the IPO, merged uh, US Bio and another company together, another public company. And then uh, through that transition, I took a severance and uh, helped Paul start the Prairie Club. So uh, we ended up raising, now it ends up being $40 million of private equity, but it was only $22 million to start uh, to do a destination golf resort in uh, Valentine, Nebraska. So Paul was the visionary, I was the execution guy. Um, I did that for about uh, two years um, and then kind of got bored just because there wasn't anything for me to do while they were building the golf course. Um, along the way, I took some odd jobs here and there, consulting jobs, helping people out, raise money. Um, ended up coming back and then uh, Paul helped me uh, start uh, Bird Dog Equity Partners. So mm -hmm. we've been at it uh, since 2010. Um, we've probably, we probably put 15 investments together. And then now we're exclusively doing hotel investing. So mm -hmm. now we have 15 hotels in the upper end west and uh, we have about $60 million under management. So That's a lot, a lot. Yeah. And along the way, um, I've done some really stupid things like uh, um, investing in a Dairy Queen on the north side of town <laughs> that uh, I didn't do any research on. Uh, I learned my lo most, uh, most of my, uh, I learned the most by uh, failure. So I've yeah. failed a lot. And that's what Nathan and I have talked a lot about. Well, as you listen to that, ladies and gentlemen, I mean, you've had an amazing career up to this point. I mean, just from what you learned in the military, yep. taking a company like U.S. Bio to where you took it, yep. now working in what you're doing, what you did at the Prairie Club, now with all these other companies. Yep. So you've learned a lot. Yep. You've learned a lot about leadership. Yep. So what would you say are the key attributes to a great leader? Um, one is probably perseverance. Mm -hmm. um, I'd say another one is authenticity. Um, people can tell when you're being fake. Mm -hmm. um, for me, it's worth ec work ethic. I think, mm -hmm. I think your troops have to know whether you're, you're a good, uh, you know how to work themselves. Uh, you have to have a skill set. You have to actually have credibility when you're talking to them about a particular subject. 
Mm-hmm. Um, they have to trust you. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think, I think as I was reflecting on that a little bit, when you asked that question, it's authenticity is a big deal. So as a leader, authentic. Yep. What does authenticity look like? You know, there's all these business books out there uh, talking about how to do this and how to do that. Mm -hmm. And uh, one thing I learned is uh, I I took a personality exam about who I was. And I had no idea that I was a risk taker. I had no idea that um, I was a dominant personality. Mm -hmm. And I had no idea that only 12% of the population was a dominant. Mm -hmm. And so part of it is is I had to learn uh, who am I, what am I good at, Mm -hmm. um, what am I not good at. Hire for people that are that offset my weaknesses, mm-hmm. and so so many times leaders want to be, especially young leaders, want to be good at everything, right. and they don't want to be wrong about something. Mm-hmm. Um, learning what you, what I say, suck at. Uh, yeah. Learn that quickly. So what I hear there, and I don't want you to miss this, because I think what you just did there is brilliant about pulling apart authenticity. Yeah. Really, authenticity for you was becoming self-aware of who you are. Right. And once you become self-aware, you could then regulate, right. understand where your weaknesses are, right. and fill in those gaps. Right. And right. also not having to have all the answers, being able to say, I don't know, right, but I'll find out. Right. And that's the perseverance piece. Right. And bringing in the work ethic component to right. that. Right. So I, I love what you said about the military. I, you've never told that story to me before. Really? No, so which one? I, where I at twenty three years old? Yep. And you have to oversee fifteen people. Yep. You're still required to make the decisions. Yep. But you had to go lean on those people that were there. Yep. Thirty five years. Yep. So there's there's a lot of navigating there. Oh yeah. Well, what I learned is uh, the West Pointers. Mm-hmm. They go through West Point. Uh, everyone talks about how smart they are. Uh, they build them up. You know, they're the, the future leaders. And a lot of those guys had very, very high egos. And they did not ask their sergeants any questions when it came to, mm-hmm. you know, what to do about, what did they learn about this? What did they learn about that? When I got to my first platoon, there was a 37-year-old platoon sergeant who's an E7. He just got back from Iraq. Uh, so he was in the war. Um, he was in combat. He had uh, actual enemy tanks shooting at him. And so I'm just coming out of college. I've been partying and playing rugby and all these other things. <laughs> yeah. and, uh, and I'm supposed to have credibility. Mm. And, you know, for me, it's like, how do you make sure that your troops respect you? Well, you have to make sure that you're on, you know, on the same page with your platoon sergeant. So one thing that, that the military taught me a lot was lines of authority, um, you know, I'm in, I'm in charge. It doesn't matter if I don't know anything. Mm-hmm. You better make sure you know, you, you get information from your troops below before you make a decision. So I, th- I think a lot of times in all the business situations I've been in, I know usually the least about what a, a situation. So right. what can you draw from other people to be able to make the decision? Mm-hmm. But you still have to make the decision. So decisiveness. Decisiveness. The ability to listen, yep. gather information, yep. and then make a decision. Yep. And That's, where to get that information from. Right. Right. <coughs> that was me. a big thing I learned in the military. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so I love it. Um, when you look at what you learned in the military, all those key attributes that you brought up, yep. who are some key people in your life that were great leaders? Either people you read about, people that came alongside you. Yep. Tell me about them. Um, 
So I read a lot about uh, military history. Um, there's a guy by the name of Colonel um, Hackworth. He was a guy that, uh, that joined the military when the Korean War was going on. He was a battlefield, I think he was a battlefield colonel at 23 years old. Wow. And he was one of these guys that was a very direct uh, communicator, no BS. Um, he, he, he started out as a private and he was a colonel by the time he was whatever, 23 or 25 years old. He was the youngest colonel ever. Um, but he also went down in flames because he wouldn't, he wouldn't communicate in a way that was nice and actually would be helpful to the generals to be able to help figure it out. So he was in the Korean War. He ended up uh, at, the beginning of, at the end of the Korean War, at the beginning of the Vietnam War. And so it's interesting to hear his leadership style was very, very brash. But I have kind of that directness about me. So I learned yeah. a lot just by reading about him was sometimes if you, you lose your effectiveness, if you're too direct and too brash and you mm -hmm. don't play the game a little bit. Um, I learned a lot from Paul Schock, my current partner uh, at Bluestem. Um, learning how to enable people, empower people, mm -hmm. not enable, empower people. Yeah. Sometimes he empowers people a little bit too much, but yeah. honestly, I'd rather be too much empowerment than too much micromanagement. Right. Um, my grandpa Johnson, um, I went down in the summers and uh, picked rocks and walked beans. And uh, I've never worked with a guy that has stronger work ethic, said so few words, and had an eighth, eighth grade education. Um, he could do th you know figures in his head. He funded the church. Uh, he was one of the three guys that funded the church down there by himself. Never knew about that till I was about 40. Mm. So it was one of those quiet leaders. Um, mm -hmm. And so, yeah, there's, and I. I well, let's look, think about what you just said about those three. Mm -hmm. Your grandpa. Yep. Lots of humility. Yep. Wasn't about what he necessarily knew, but how he delivered what he knew. Right. How he was a good servant leader. Yep. You look at Paul. Yep. Total visionary. Yep. Leaning into people, believing in people. Yep. But then also then you talked about the guy from the military that was high achiever. Right. But you learned communication mastery by yep. watching and observing and reading about him. Yep. Yep. Yeah, the other thing that I've, I've told people that I mentor all the time is um, if you're working for somebody, even if they're a bad leader, you can learn from them. Yeah. You can learn what you don't want to do. Right. So you can learn the good and the bad from everybody that work with and work yeah. for and pull out the stuff that you said that kind of fits you mm -hmm. and, and throw away the stuff that doesn't fit you. Either it's not authentic or yeah. it's not a trait that you want to have as a leader. Yeah. So here's what I hear in that. And I think this is something we can all learn from. I need to do a better job of this. Be, obs be observant. Yep. Because we think that we need to go read the, the fancy leadership books right. or learn from these people that are all of a sudden arrived. Well, there's people all along the way that are teaching us attributes yep. and things of how to be a better leader. Yep. Both good and bad. Good and bad. Yep. yep. Well, the other thing is um, reading about all these entrepreneurs, Sam Walton, mm -hmm. um, Elon Musk, um, Thomas Jefferson. I mean, there's so many books about there of biographies yeah. Yeah. Of, of what you can learn about these people. I mean, I'm reading about uh, McKinley right now. Mm. Um, so, I mean, it's, it's like there's so many things to learn. Yeah. Sometimes the leadership books kind of say the same things. Yeah. If you read about some of these really done that, been there, done that guys, you know, Warren Buffett, how did he right. get started? Right. Yeah. 
So I think that's something we all need to learn to yeah. do. I know I get more out of just watching and observing and just I got to be more observant all right. the time. Right, right. So one thing that's I've noticed about great leaders, that there seems to be a common theme through all of them, is they have a routine or habits. Mm-hmm. Tell us about your routine. Uh, well, Nathan knows I'm very structured. <laughs> um, I wake up at 4.30 every day. Um, I try to work out between five and six every day. Um, I do daily devotions and Bible time and uh, read the Wall Street Journal from six to seven. And then uh, sometimes I have a seven o'clock meeting. If I don't have a seven o'clock meeting, I'm in the office by 7.30. And I stay from you know seven to 7.30 to usually four-ish uh, now because uh, my mind starts getting mushy between 3.30 and four. And, and when my mind start, stops clicking, I go home. Mm-hmm. Um, I used to work a lot more, but anymore I decided, I had a herniated disc in my neck um, about 12 years ago. And I worked just too much and I was too stressed out. And one of the ways to manage my stress was to get super routined and mm-hmm. not working after 5.30. So once in a while, I work a little bit at night mm-hmm. for an hour or so. But mm-hmm. um, I just decided that if I can't get it done in 10 hours in a day, then I don't do it. Right. Yeah. So you And you were okay with that. You got to that yeah. routine that you know how you are most effective. Right. And I think that all great leaders figure out that routine. Yep. And I think that morning... Oh yeah, it's magical. Morning, isn't it? morning is what it's all about. I, yep. yep. Until noon is when I get most of my work done. Yeah. Yep. And yep. I take, I, I usually take the uh, the the meetings in the afternoon because mm-hmm. yeah. then I can produce in the morning. Absolutely. Yeah. So as people are listening to this, many people that are listening, they don't either see themselves as leaders or they want to be better leaders. Yep. What advice would you give to somebody that's wanting to be a better leader? Where do, they, where do they start? Um, read is number one. Mm-hmm. Um, read as much as you can. Seek mentorship from people that um, are ahead of you or where you want to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, people will take, uh, uh, you know, an interview. They'll take, uh, I mean, I have, I don't know. I bet I've had 25 younger guys come to me and ask if they can be mentored once a quarter or something like that. I mm-hmm. love doing that kind of stuff. Right. Who doesn't like talking about themselves, Yeah. right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so mentorship. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, I think the other thing is get a skill set in something. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing, everybody wants to be an entrepreneur and everybody wants to be in charge. Mm-hmm. But sometimes you can be in charge too quickly. Mm-hmm. And so I tell a lot of these younger guys um, and girls, um, don't skip steps. Mm. You know, get your, um, be, an, be a master at this. And then go to the next step and the next step. But people that go from point A to point T or whatever, they skip the steps of experience. Mm-hmm. So they get to be in charge of these people. Mm-hmm. And now these people know that you don't have any experience to draw from when you're talking about yeah. a certain situation. So I think that's the number. The one thing I tell people the most is don't skip steps in yeah. your experience level in growing yeah. not just your resume, but how do you mm-hmm. handle a uh, crisis? Mm-hmm. How do you handle firing somebody? Mm-hmm. How do you handle if somebody's going to stand up to you? How do you right. handle, you know, all these types of situations if you don't mm-hmm. have it along the way and you don't have somebody that you work for along the way for a while mm-hmm. to learn from, then you don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if I hear skill set, give skill set. Yep. And master the skill yep. set. Yep. 
Get better at find people that are better than you at yep. it. Get mentored on it. Read about it. Yep. And just get that level of experience at all the different levels in order to become a better leader. Yep. And what it sounds like, we'll never arrive at this, do we? Yeah. I'm 52, yeah. and uh, I've, I'm learning now that I know a lot less than I thought I knew when I was 25. <laughs> Not today, you yeah. and me both. Yeah. yeah. Well, some great information here. Chad, thank you for doing this. I think there's... The things that you hear from the attributes of a great leader that he shared with us, the people that he shared that have helped him to his routine, and then also how to get started. Take these nuggets. Take one or two of them and start today. So, Chad, thanks again. Thank you. You can find more thoughts on how to move beyond bricks at drnathanunruh.com. 